You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're coming to you with a new mic this time. Yeah, so we're working on our our audio. Yes. It's only taken us, you know, two weeks to... Yes. To fuck with it. Uh, <laughs> we think we've got it, so thanks for bearing with us through some pretty horrible audio. It's such a frustration topic <laughs> for me, because as we've said before, neither of us have a lot of experience with this, so really, it's we learn by Googling and YouTubing and yeah. reading about what other podcasters do, so we are trying. We are trying to invest more into our audio, so yeah. bear with us. So hopefully this you. is better. Yeah, and... hopefully it does sound a bit better. Yeah. So we're... You know, Sunday on a long weekend, Amen. sunny, and it's warmer than it has been. It's like 40 degrees outside. and uh, Yesterday was really cold. It was. It was like bitter. Like you stepped out. I'm like, oh, it, like hurt. it hurts. <laughs> you know, it was funny because you told me that uh, when we lived in South Carolina, that there was this concept that you could go outside and it would be so cold that it actually like hurt. And yeah. Well, that was when you asked me like, what does it feel like negative temperatures? And I'm like, it hurts. <laughs> and now you know. <laughs> it really does fucking hurt. I was just like, Jesus. <laughs> But it's warmer today, so it's a bit more manageable. Yeah. But we're still staying warm. We are. I'm battling yeah. a cold, so when you hear my nasally nastiness going on in the back. But I just made a nice yummy chicken soup that will yes, be ready. It so it smells amazing. Yeah. So we're excited. We're good. Football's on today. Yep. Pats aren't playing. They Boo. lost, you know, last week, obviously. Yeah, they're kicked, sucks. But... Yeah. So we've got a bye week. Got a long weekend. Yep. Our anniversary is on Tuesday. Hey, yeah. Five to three Yay. years. Still married. Still married. Haven't we'll killed have to, each other yet. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to find some cute wedding pics to put up yeah. on our social media stuff so people can see like the one time we like actually looked good I really don't <laughs> for think eight I'm, hours. <laughs> I literally don't think I've put a dress on since <laughs> the wedding. <laughs> and I cannot think of an occasion that I put a dress on. Oh my god, I get tired just thinking about our wedding, truly. It was such a fucking production. Yeah. Like, oh man. <laughs> I, yeah. God bless anyone planning a wedding right now. Like, you have our sympathy, truly. It's like, it was fun, and then it was just like, went from fun to like, stressful. Yeah. Because like we said, like, oh, we'll do a couple things. Remember we decided, like, we'll find, you know, centerpieces, and we'll paint them. Don't because, do like, that. Our Don't theme was like, navy blue and gold. And so we're like, oh, yeah. like, we're going to have someone, you know, obviously give us the flowers, and yeah. Do all that. We're like, we'll do the um, the, the centerpieces. Like the yeah. So we went to Goodwill like every weekend, and like it was perfect though. I mean, they were like fifty cents to like a dollar for yeah. like really different shaped um, centerpieces. Yeah. <laughs> we made we Gabby and out. Jeff spray paint them one weekend. I know. We had, like everyone. <laughs> Sorry, Gab. <laughs> we made everyone spray paint these bitches. But it looked amazing. It did look really good, and you know, it was funny too. The thing people always said to me was like. We always thought, like, you, like me, Celeste, would be the bridezilla through the Oh, wedding. it was me. Oh, my God. Caitlin? <laughs> I was never mean, but I knew exactly, like, I didn't know what Ooh. I wanted, but I, like, knew what I didn't want. Like, they would, like, pick something up. Someone just opened our door. That's so. me. Oh, I'm like, it's either a ghost <laughs> it's or a, a ghost. cat. <laughs> it's a ghost cat. Um... I just knew, like, what I didn't want. Like, they'd be like, oh, how about this? And I'd be like, um, no. <laughs> I do not. So we spray painted probably, like, a third of the vases. And one day, Caitlin comes home, and she's like, <laughs> I've decided that's the wrong gold. They need to be... Well, they, they were rose gold were before, rose gold, and right. then our, like, like our silverware was gold. Then the silverware was all another <laughs> issue. Caitlin also decided we need gold silverware for this thing. Oh, I really was a bridezilla. You really were, baby. <laughs> 
No, it just the rose gold, and you have to admit though, the rose gold would not have looked good with the like gold that we had. Like we had like traditional like yeah gold and yeah navy yeah, blue. So the no, gold, the, the rose saying. gold didn't look good. So like start over. <laughs> we did an about face and had to just respray paint. Everything. And you know you have like these wedding like nightmares. So I'm like it's like three a.m. one morning and I'm yeah. like awake and I'm thinking yeah. and I was like you know this theme like. Silver silverware doesn't match. <laughs> we that, must get gold. <laughs> that's when Caitlin snapped. <laughs> but look how beautiful it was. It was beautiful. <laughs> we'll put pictures up so everyone can see the beautiful gold faces. And I picked out the tuxes. I think I did pretty you good did for do that. The tuxes, yeah. And they looked very nice. They did look really mm, nice. None of the men were thrilled about the bow ties, but I said, you know what? It's the South, and we wear bow ties when we get married, damn it. So you're going to wear a bow tie. It was cute. It was cute. We had a great wedding. It was fun. Don't want to do it again. No. We're we're just stuck together. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So we watched some creepy shows yesterday. Oh my god, yeah, we did. (laughs) Attempted to record like three times and like the animals were just like nonstop harassing us. Usually they just sleep. Dennis is usually annoying, but like we heard him, he's like upstairs in baby jail and like in baby jail <laughs> he, he just was like whining and annoying and then so like we finally got him all settled and yeah. our neighbor decided he was gonna leaf blow chains, or, like, <laughs> or chainsaw or something oh my god it sounded like a chainsaw and like at first we we're like oh it's cool like they can't hear it on the recording and then we played it back and it's caitlin telling her story and all you hear is like <laughs> <laughs> we're just like damn it so we just gave up not. you know sometimes it's not your day it was Today yesterday it does it yesterday was better. Saturday for really like anything remember I dropped that whole no. like thing of like cheese on the floor like sprinkled yeah. cheese like, <laughs> completely across the floor <laughs> yeah I feel like there are uh, other things that happened I, I can't remember, remember what them. they were but we just all day were like yeah you know what we just had to call it a day at one point so we're, we're back fresh-eyed bushy-tailed bushy-tailed we're ha- we're hacking at it again yes yep Right. My back is feeling better. I was pretty down oh, yeah, and out yesterday were, with my back. She had, you had a heating pad stuffed down the back of your pants. <laughs> I was concerned for a little while that the couch was going <laughs> to ca- catch on fire. <laughs> I had true. the cold. I had the bad back. She was, it was a hot just, mess. It was a hot mess yesterday. Yeah. I don't feel like I sound very good, but... You sound better. I do, yeah. I, was just, I feel better. I you just feel like... You a hell of a drug. Yep. Sponsor us, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're kind of going back to... Um, a, a, a topic, music. Yeah. <laughs> also makes you feel fucked up. <laughs> makes you drunk. Am I drunk? drunk? Or is it my cough medicine? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yes. What are we talking about? Um, today? We're going back to our second episode that we did. Yes. We're going to go back to haunted objects. I feel like we were time. brand new at podcasting. Obviously, we're just like <laughs> sure. You know, I think we just kind of picked like one topic, and obviously, we could do haunted objects. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a truly. million. So I think we've got some really, really good topics. I think we've both heard of a couple, but not yeah. all of them. So I guess we can just pop into it. I think just, we've rambled enough. Yeah. <laughs> let's get it popping. Um, would you like me to go first? Or yeah. Or do you want to go first? Okay. I need to I need to get this situation situated. Okay, you need to get yourself <laughs> situated. All right. So my topic that I chose was something called the Black Hen Planchette. Yes. And you've heard of it because we tried this yesterday. (laughs) I've heard of it and I had to be reminded the planchette is the little plastic thing that's on a Ouija board. Yes. And I think now we know Ouija boards are no bueno. If you needed another cautionary tale, let this be the one for you, friends. Um, Yeah, so this is called the Black Hen Planchette. And I found this information on weekendweird.com. 
the story kind of, we have to go back a little bit. It starts in 1995. Okay. This, this object is interesting because it has a very, like, comprehensive backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know a lot about it from what happened to the previous owner of it. Okay. Okay. So, 1995, um, a woman named Patricia Taylor and her brother John were children. I assume, like, teenagers at this point. Okay. We were only five. Yeah. <laughs> but they were kind of just doing their thing, living that good suburban life. Yep. And they liked to play with a Ouija board from time to time. Motherfuckers. I know. Like, don't even get me started. But, <laughs> so they did these sessions. And, um, you know, it was pretty normal. Like, they got the, you know, spooky stuff. Yeah. But nothing too wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they decided, you know what, we gotta we got to crank it up a notch. So oh, dear. we're going to do a session in Bachelors Grove Cemetery. Oh. <laughs> Dumbasses. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. Let me guess. Some shit goes down. <laughs> oh, some shit went down, all right. Oh. Um, and I didn't know where Bachelors Grove Cemetery was. <clears throat> so for those that don't, it's in Cook County, Illinois. Okay. So they take it into the graveyard. Uh, and this was also what told me, obviously, these they must have been older, like teenagers, because they had to drive to get there, I believe. Okay. So teenagers, we can assume. Ooh, they snuck out, stole the car. Yeah. Went to the cemetery. Uh, I never went to a cemetery when I snuck out, but <laughs> uh, I do have a story or two about doing that. At the time, I fell down our fire escape and like almost flattened Gabby into the concrete. <laughs> That's the biggest difference, I think, with like Sorry, our... <laughs> growing up stories oh my god I, like, I, we never had curfews or anything like i could leave at like three in the morning as long as i said like bizarre. yeah i just i had to wake her up which you've seen my mom wake up before oh like she god. like punches the air so you had to like step back and be like yeah like mom she can mom. peacefully wake up she like in the north no she can't she she's can't. like incapable of waking up like calmly i just remember one time i had to wake her up Cause I was like, I was like 16 or 17. I, I had my driver's license and I had my car, my little like 1992 Toyota Corolla, like <laughs> janky ass car, hand me down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like woke up. I'm like, Mom, can we, can we go to Tim Hortons? Like, I'm gonna go meet some friends at Tim Hortons. She's like, Why are you going to Tim Hortons? I'm like, It's the only place that's open right now. <laughs> and we just went and we really did. We literally just sat in like Tim Hortons and like drove around and like. And they just didn't care. No. Y'all were, like, roaming As long around. as I, we, like, I had a cell phone. I had a track phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, as long as I told her, like, where we were going. Yeah. And that I was leaving and, like, who I was going with. No. She never, she never really gave a shit at all. Mm-mm. Meanwhile. <laughs> at, you know, Fort Seymour. <laughs> you, you had, like, the Harry Potter, the bars on your window. <laughs> We did not have bars on our windows, but we had an alarm system, obviously, that got set at night, but I discovered that there was one door that was, like, not alarmed, so that would be always the door that I went out of, but one night, Dad, um, he dead bolted it, so, like, I couldn't get back, I couldn't, like, go back through that door, so I called Gabby, you know, Gabby's, like, little, because I was in high school, so she had to be in middle school. Yeah. This is when she still, like, was trying to impress me in life, but I, like, called her, and I'm like, Gabby. I'm like, because she had a ground floor room, and she had a window that you could walk out, uh-huh. and it had a fire escape ladder, like, in case you had to climb out. Um, problem was, fire escape ladder's like 300 years old, so I'm like, I need you to open your window. I've got to crawl down the ladder, and she's like, okay, and so she does it, and I'm climbing down, and all of a sudden, we just hear a snap, and my ass plummets, probably, far, like, not far, like, far, maybe two or three feet, but I literally <laughs> land on top of Gabby. 
And we just laid on the concrete for like 10 minutes. And Gabby's like, I think you killed me. Like, I think I'm dead too. And my parents never found out about Till right now. I told him a couple of years ago. My mom looked at me and she's like, you're grounded. I was like, nice try, but no. So anyway, we're good at sneaking out. Okay. All right. Reel her back in. Let me Little just... asshole kids. They're everywhere. Teens sneak out, lock your doors, bar your windows. That's yep. the motto of the story. So they go into the cemetery. They do this Ouija board session. And um, the first thing that's weird is that the board begins to spell the words black hen like, over and over and over again. Ooh. This freaked me out a little bit because it kind of reminds me of Zozo when we talked about Ouija boards. Oh, yeah. How they go Z-O, 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 like over and over and over in rapid succession. So that's kind of what it like brought me back to. Yeah. Not good. And um, if that wasn't, you know, a sign that something was about to pop off, um, y'all, the board lit itself on fire. <laughs> like, just, they started smelling smoke. They looked down, and this bitch was on fire. And Zozo, like, no, no. Yeah, like, nay, nay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never thought you'd have to stop, drop, and roll with a Ouija board, but they, they basically were like, nah. So they got oh. the fuck out of there. You know, they... I think this thing finally stopped flaming, and they just dropped it, and they got in their cars. <laughs> Pyro patties. <laughs> well, and they thought, they said, too, when I read about that, they thought they had dropped it, like, on a cigarette butt, and that had, like, lit it. But, yeah. like, there was nothing They didn't light it. it on fire, like, no. pyros. It just, like... No, it literally, they say they were doing the session and it literally just started smoking. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Black hen, run my ass yeah. out of here. <laughs> Message received. Thank you. <laughs> so they GTFO'd. And <laughs> Good one. <laughs> they came back the next day because I believe Patricia had said the backpack that they had brought out there had a like a school book in it that she had left. Uh-huh. So they had to go back out to get it. And so. Oh, busted. I know. I'm like, you know what? Like the scarlet <laughs> letter can just live there now. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah. Um. Not like I read it. I'm just spark notes. <laughs> spark notes. Spark notes. <laughs> oh my god! I remember that. Every English teacher is like worst enemy. Yep. Um. So they go back out and they see that the board has pretty much been incinerated. There are chunks of it, but the planchette is still pretty like solid, intact. Okay. So um. Oh, shit. Bad decision <laughs> two. They bring the board and the remains of the uh and the planchette and the remains of the board back to their house. And no. I know. I know. <laughs> leave that shit there. I know. <laughs> I mean, don't litter, but like, leave that shit there. Pick it up, maybe, throw it away or something. Maybe bury it yeah. or something. Uh, so obviously their parents figure out what they've done and, you know, they're pissed and they ground them and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but life kind of goes on. But things start to happen at this point. Of course they do. Of course they do. Uh, thing number one is that all the smoke alarms start going off at random times in their house. No. And they find that their batteries are getting drained really quickly. The like, smoke alarm, like, that gives me anxiety. Remember what? when our, like, smoke alarms, like, oh died and, like, all started going off and it was just awful. Like, it was terrifying. I have, like, PTSD from that. Like, I couldn't imagine them just, like, all, like, randomly going off. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can't really explain it. They're all going off. They're having to change batteries, like, on the reg. And then... Um, the mom also walks in one day and finds that the charred remains of the board and the planchette are now in the middle of the living room, um, <laughs> just hanging out. Oh, and she's like, no. Fuck. <laughs> so all of this is weird, but it kind of like starts slow and it really ramps up because at this point then they start seeing shadow figures all through the house. So that's bad. Nay, nay. <laughs> the mom claims she got locked in the bathroom. Caitlin thinks she was just hiding from No, that, yeah. Kids. No, she that bitch like, literally just went and hid. Like, I know how to hide from kids real well. Yeah. <laughs> like, she was you just gotta take done. a really big poop and you're gonna just sit in there for like 30 minutes. And you're like, no, <laughs> go away. 
I know. But okay, it gets locked in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, the boy, the brother, begins to have unexplainable uh, nosebleeds, like, mm-hmm. just all the time that he can't, he's never had them before. So, it, it's all ramping up. They're getting more and more afraid to be in the home. So, it gets to a point, finally, where they call their, uh, you know, local priest to come out. Smart. And look at the house. <laughs> and... Uh, he does. He probably like smacked his forehead when he saw the Ouija, <laughs> the Ouija board. board. <laughs> and um, at that point, knew he had to perform an exorcism on the house. Whoa, okay. Which he did, and it was successful. But he told the family to bury the planchette and the board in their backyard and to never, don't touch it, don't mess with it, don't even touch it, don't even look at a Ouija board yeah. ever. As again. you should. <laughs> and he said, he was quoted as saying, it is the, a direct way to contact the devil. Mm-hmm. Which personally I kind of agree fall yeah. into that category Absolutely. too. Mm-hmm. So they did this. They buried it in the backyard. It sounds like it never fully went away. Like they Patricia said for years after they would still see kind of shadow figures here and there. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it did take care Just of what kinda was happening. Settled down, okay. Right. And you know, honestly, this was the part that confused me because I was like, why would you revisit any of this after this huge ordeal? <laughs> because years later, Patricia, when she was, I think, in her sixties. Um, saw, you know, uh, something for the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal, and oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana Matthews and Greg Newkirk run it. And she thought that the planchette and the board would be better handled by them. Yeah. Um, and she kind of just said, like, I want it out of my life. I want it out of our family yeah. like, home. Like, I'm done. And so they agreed to take it, and she basically dug this thing up oh, and mailed it to them. And yeah. from then on, they've retained ownership and it does I think travel travels with the exhibits yeah uh-huh. so that's kind of cool that um, is pretty cool so what do you think it does now because obviously all of these things have some kind of effect on people when they're near them like we talked about the dark mirror you know you see yourself no. posing like, yeah and so can you touch it I I believe you can because um they said that they've noticed some things about the planchette is that it moves on its own mm-hmm. And it feels hot when you're handling it. Well, it either emanates heat That's or... straight from the devil. Exactly. Straight from hell. <laughs> straight from hell. And um, someone even said it caused them to have, like, blisters on their oh, hands. Oh, no, no, So no. it's, like, obviously giving a, a physical reaction yeah. to it. That's just um, alive. Yeah, no, exactly. And it, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think about it, too. They are probably the best people to, to have, have it. Because sure. they know how to, to, to deal with mm-hmm. it. Um, so, yeah. That's the black hand planchette. Yikes. That's wild. I know. I'm like, no. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. It is creepy. I guess that's the point of this podcast is creepy. <laughs> that's kind of what we were going for when we started it. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I have something pretty equally as creepy. Hit me. Um, not a Ouija board. Okay. Um, but a chest. A chest. A conjure chest. Haunted furniture. <laughs> the best. The best. All right. Um, so this is in, like... The 1800s, mid to like late 1800s. Okay. Um, still, slavery was kind of still pretty popular. Yeah. Um, so there was a man named Jacob Cooley. Okay. Um, and he had a bunch of slaves. And apparently he was just like this big, stupid asshole. Like, so he was a dick. Yeah. He okay. just he yeah. was not well liked. For many reasons. For, well, yeah. <laughs> um, so he had a slave um, named Hosea. Okay. And he asked him to build a, like a chest, like a toy chest or uh-huh. a clothes chest um, for his firstborn child. Okay. So, Hosea starts building this chest, and he's about halfway through, and uh, Mr. Cooley decides that he doesn't like it. Okay. So, he starts just, like, punching and kicking and, like, just absolutely decimating um, Hosea until he dies. Wow. 
So, yeah. Big, bad. He's just... Yeah. Nah. Mr. Come Cooley, on. you are not cool, sir. No. <laughs> you are not cool. I'm going to call you Mr. Drooly. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are a mega douche. <laughs> <laughs> you are a mega douche. Go Mr. <laughs> Drooly. No. Um, so he kills him, and yeah. he had many slaves. Okay. Um, so kind of all the other slaves around them were um, watching this. And they sure. got like super pissed, and uh, they're yeah, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, not cool, Cooley." Yeah. So they all decide. Well, then they, he tells them like, "You guys need to finish the chest. Like, I want okay. the chest, so finish it, but like, do better." So they're like, "All right, oh, well, we we'll do, do better." better. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they obviously the um you know his friends and family probably the other slaves um start finishing the chest. Okay. Yep. And they said, "We'll get him." We're going to fucking curse this thing. All right. So yeah, they do, do. They curse the chest with something called the Conjure Man. Uh-oh. And <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, they got an owl and killed it yeah. and dripped its blood into the chest and just, it's yeah. obviously just nasty. Okay. Yeah. So he gives them the chest and all with is With well. owl blood and stuff? But like, and... it's like not like super visible. Oh, okay. It's just like. It's been incorporated into that into finishing. The, the yeah. Show. Okay. It's not like filled with blood. I was going to say, that may have over. been a little bit of a giveaway. That's something <laughs> maybe a mess with this thing. No, no. So they give him the chest. It's fine. Okay. Um, all is well. And the baby's born. Okay. Yep. Just a few days later, do you know what happens? I don't think it's good. No, the baby dies. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That's sad. So, like, yeah. step one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... He has another child. The child uh-huh. grows up to be, you know, I would say early, late teens, early 20s. Okay, um, yeah. Enough that he has his own servants now. Dick move again. Uh, Dick right. Jr. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Dick Jr.'s got his um, servants. Yes. And um, dad dies and the chest is given to him. Okay. He inherits the chest. The chest. Um, and... Do you want to know what happens to him once he gets the, the chest? He lived happily ever after. Yeah. He decided that slavery was really fucked up and let all... And stores over. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... Okay, mm-hmm. good, good, good. Yeah. All right, well... Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, one of his servants stabs him to death. Ah, uh, yeah. Good. So, not good. Nope. Um, so, there's up to 15 different hands that this chest goes to okay, so, so it goes, goes yeah it just kind of pop like pops around sure because every time somebody has the chest somebody dies so there was a wedding dress that was put in and like her really? husband died yeah and so they're like i'm getting rid of this it goes to this person and then like the baby clothes go in there the baby dies like every hand that it goes into something bad something happens. really bad happens can like, i ask a question yeah is it the putting something in the chest that makes it happen, or is it just them, like, having the chest that makes the bad things well, happen? Well, I think... I don't know. It sounds like all of these stories, there was something put into it. it. Okay. Um, but what's the point of having a chest if there's nothing in it, I guess? So well, I think right. they just it's are just like, okay. tempted, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, so it just goes... It, there was, like, 15 people that died okay. from this. Yeah. Um, and so there was a family friend mm-hmm. to the, like... Not the current owner, but who had it at this time. Yeah. Um, had a friend named Mrs. Hudson. And, like, obviously this story had been passed down. Like, everybody was like, okay. And she was like, this is enough. Like, we've got to figure something out. How to fix this. To, like, stop this from happening. Right. Um, so she finds um, an African-American woman. Okay. Um, and her name is Annie. Okay. And she was 
big into like curses and conjures and knew a lot about them and kind of was self-proclaimed that she could reverse them. Okay. Um, so they bring her in. Okay. And Annie says, you know, I need, I know what needs to happen, but I can't ask for it. So I can't fix it immediately. Um, but I can fix it, I think. Okay. But these things have to come to me. So she's clearly, like, got her own, like, process for right. how this works. But she can't ask for it to be given. Okay. It's kind of like things have, if it is meant to be, it will be. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, someone brings her a dead owl. They just roll up and they're like, hey, thought of you. Like, yeah. Here you go. Like, I think it was somebody huh. in the family, like, found an owl and brought it to her. And she was like, okay, like, that's Sign what I needed. One. And then, but remember... When they built the chest, the owl's oh, blood. Oh, so it's kind Interesting. of like a circle. Yeah. yeah. And she, um, Annie, had no idea the history of it. Just or how thought it was that, cursed. Right. Just knew it was cursed and like just bad shit happened. Yeah. Okay. So Annie brings this chest into the kitchen uh-huh. and has this dead owl okay. and decides that she needs leaves from a willow tree out front. So she goes and gets some willow leaves, gets a big stock pot, puts mm-hmm. the owl in it, the leaves in it, and boils it. And says, I need to boil Ooh. this in front of the chest yeah. from sun up to sundown. God, that could not smell good. And it was in the summertime. Oh, <laughs> no. My guess is a boiling owl probably doesn't smell wonderfully. Oh, probably doesn't smell like the chicken soup I have cooking right now. No, I don't think it smelled like that. Nope. Um, so she does that and basically says, there's... Um, like a good chance this is reversed, but there's only one more step, and I don't know who, but someone is going to die, and they like have to die. Death. Yep, before fall. I don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be you know before fall hits. Yeah. Um. So this was our time. You know, I think like a month or two passes, um, and Annie dies. The one who undid it. Yep. Well, she got a short end. She. Of that. <laughs> Lord. Um. So she died in September. Oh. Um, and so I think everyone was kind of like, whoa, like crazy kind of circumstances. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Mrs. Hudson, the friend who kind of brought Annie in says like, I'm going to take it. I'm going to lock it, put nothing in it. And it's just going to live in my attic. Yeah. And so it kind of got, um, passed down and just, everyone was just like, don't put anything in the chest. Just Just put it in your attic, forget about it. And forget about it. Yep. Um, you think someone would, like, take it out somewhere and, like, bury it, you know? Like, yeah, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. <laughs> um, so it gets passed down, and this was actually in, I think it was 1975. Um, don't quote me on that date, but I knew it was okay. before the 80s, but it was, like, pretty relevant times. Okay. Um, Mrs. Hudson's daughter is like, okay, or granddaughter was like, we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're done with this. We don't want it. Um, so she donated it to the Kentucky History Museum and is that where in it's... the 70s or 80s. Okay. And it lives there now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And the when it got there, there was an envelope filled with owl feathers in the top drawer. Of the chest? Yeah. Ooh. And, like, nobody really knows why or hair or where, yeah, where it came from. And they're just, like, the museum's like, nah, it's going to stay there. <laughs> Maybe it was, like, part of Annie's, like, reversal of the curse. Could like, be. had to, like, stay in there or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I won't fuck with that either. No. <laughs> like, well, it stays how it is. Yeah. Well, that makes me want to think twice about it going antiquing. Yeah. No, I, that's, it scares Curse me sometimes. Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you... We just have our million million dollar idea right there. Nobody steal that. <laughs> that's oh, funny. Dana Matthews and Greg Newkirk should do that. Like, yeah, that's first antiques roadshow. That's pretty funny. Y'all here are listening. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. That was a good one. Yeah. It, it's interesting, too, because we have, like, a documented line of events that... Yeah. We're, that's what makes it so mm-hmm. interesting. Crazy, yeah. right? It is crazy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next creepiness. All right. Well, it's not furniture. Okay. Uh, kind of funny, because with our anniversary coming up, this is a haunted wedding dress. Ooh. Interesting, Interesting. Right? Well, mine was brand new, and yours was too, so. Yeah, and they got claims. <laughs> they blasted all the juju out of them after the wedding. Yep. So, um, the haunted wedding dress, it can be found, you can see it today, at the Baker Mansion, which is in, it's actually not far from, well. Altoona. Altoona, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Altoona. I always think that's such a funny name. It is funny. Um. And it's a beautiful mansion. We I'll show you a picture after this. Like okay. it's gorgeous, and it was built by Elias Baker in 1849. Okay, he it sounds like uh, became very wealthy very quickly, and then almost lost pretty much all of his fortune, but was able to recover. I believe he worked um, or owned like something to do with ironworks or okay. like iron workers. So obviously he built this bomb ass house, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, he had a couple children, but his one of his daughters was named Anna. And Anna, you know, you have to remember at this time, this was still very much a time of arranged marriages. Okay. Um, marriage was usually not done for love at this point. It was done for stature yeah. and advancement. Money. Money. You gotta get that money. You gotta get that money. <laughs> um, and Anna made the mistake of falling in love with a man who was from a lower class than her own. She was pretty wealthy. He was not very wealthy. But you know what? Heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> we're, uh, Coming from two gay people. <laughs> yeah, we're good proof of that. And basically, her dad was kind of a douche and was like, no, absolutely not. And he just thought it would bring, like, shame on their family. He realized, <laughs> shame on you. <laughs> shame on you, cow. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we got to watch that. That's a, that's a gem of a movie. <laughs> when you said that's all I could think of. <laughs> so uh, he just says outright, no, you can't marry him. <laughs> Yeah, okay. She says, shame on you. Shame <laughs> on you, cow. <laughs> and... <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm going to bring her back in. <laughs> and Anna is just distraught. She begs him to oh, let... that's sad. You know, her marry him. He still won't do it. He's kind of cold about it. And she even goes as far as to buying herself a wedding dress to wear because she's convinced that somehow... She's going to do it. She's going to marry Good him. Good for you, girl. You go get it, Anna. She's trying to go get it, but Daddy's not letting her go get it. So, um, she never married him. Basically, by the time Elias had died and, like, she would have been able probably to marry the guy, he was kind of either married or long gone. He was just, yeah. Yeah. More sticking around. Right. And she never married the rest of her life. She, um, you know, basically lived the rest of her life in Baker Mansion. She died in 1914 and just apparently was a very resentful and bitter woman towards the end of her life because she never forgave her father for what he did. Um... But Anna wasn't quite done yet because, see, she still wanted to be a bride, even though she was on the other side. So The bride of Chucky. That's where I see this going. (laughs) Not quite. Uh, So, like I said, you can go see the dress. It's hanging in a glass case in the mansion itself. Um, The dress does some kind of strange things. So a lot of people report that when they look in the, you know, the mirror, not mirror, the glass to see the dress. Yeah. They can often see Anna wearing the dress, like, in the reflection. So. And this is the dress that she bought. Bought herself. Okay. Okay. That never got worn for For her her wedding. wedding. Right. Okay. Right. 
So they say they see Anna's reflection wearing the dress, and they say that even though there's no like air current in the case, the dress sways on its own. Ooh. Yeah. So you know this kind of came up. It, it struck me more as sad than anything else. It is sad. That is a, that's that's horrible. Yeah. And. Baker Mansion itself is pretty haunted to mm-hmm. begin with, um, it, because the family members are often seen in the house. How far away from that? You, you, go. you Google, and I will <laughs> tell you what they see. I'm Googling. El Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> so Anna's often seen on the second floor of the house. She's usually wearing a black dress. And oh, she, shit. We're seven hours. No. Yeah, we ain't. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Unless we can fly. We ain't going. <laughs> well, how far is El Tuna from Philadelphia? You keep Googling. <laughs> I'm Googling. <laughs> All right. Um, because the Mutter Museum... Is that where your fucking mega colon That's is? That's where the mega colon oh, is. Celeste is so fucking obsessed with the mega colon that lives at this fucking museum. The Mutter Museum, or Mutter, I don't know how you say it, but it's a medical science museum that has all these cool things on display, and a mega colon is one of them. And if <laughs> I ever start a death metal band, I'm going to call it mega colon, and don't anyone take that. That's <laughs> really far. It's actually closer to Pittsburgh. Oh. Man. All right. Um. I just shot. Well, if any of you live in Pennsylvania and want to go to the Baker Mansion, tell us about it. Yeah. You might see Anna on the second floor, kind of um, somberly walking around. You may also see Elias in the dining room. So it's kind of interesting that they're haunting the same house, but they are nowhere near each other. Even in death, they want nothing to do with each other. Um, Other things that happen are cold spots. You know, they'll hear banging. They'll see furniture moving around. One kind of macabre fact is that Anna's older brother um, is often seen dressed in his steamboat uniform. Um, he was actually killed in a boating incident and they had to keep his body in the basement for a couple of months because the ground was too hard to bury him at the time. Uh, so he's also seen that's unfortunate walking around. So yeah, we have a couple different things in a, you know, addition to this wedding dress that's really yeah. haunted. Um, but you can tour the mansion, and it actually looked pretty cheap when I looked at the uh, the website. It's about eight bucks. Oh wow! A person to go, and I think it's self guided. But you can walk. It's beautiful on the yeah. inside. Like they've completely like renovated or like restored it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's a gorgeous house. But that's crazy. Yeah, you can go see for yourself. And yeah. if you go, let us know. Let us know. Yeah, know. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Crazy stuff. I mean, all, right. all the things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap it up with a with a doozer. Oh yeah, I see the name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we actually watched um, the show. What was it called? We hated it. Um, it was with uh, Zach Baggins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, haunted artifacts or something. Yeah, something like that. It. And he it was there and talked about it. But yeah, it was pretty um, pretty wild. The um, story itself is crazy. That show seems very, like, staged. staged so yeah. not my cup of tea, but... <laughs> yeah, well, we, we know why. <laughs> yeah, he's the old Zach. So, I'm going to talk about the Dybbuk box. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. This... <laughs> I thought it'd be good to wrap it up with that. <laughs> you got a thing for haunted furniture in this episode. <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> I guess you do. Yeah, this one scares the absolute shit out of me. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. Um... Okay. So, Dybbuk. Did you know what, the hell it, is? what it is? I didn't. Until... I didn't at the beginning. Okay. Um, so, a Dybbuk is actually a malicious spirit, and okay. it's haunting and can possess people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, good start. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I didn't know this either. This The Dybbuk box is actually the inspiration for the movie The Possession. The Possession is 
very far-fetched and not, but that's where the idea came from. Interesting. I've yeah. never seen that movie. Me either. <laughs> we don't do scary movies. We won't be watching. No. <laughs> um, obviously, there's a lot of fiction in that, but that's yeah. kind of where the inspiration for that movie came Interesting. from. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a man named Kevin Manis bought this Dybbuk box um, in an estate sale in 2001. Okay. Um, and it's just a small wine box. It's, yeah. It looks old, but it, like it doesn't look... Yeah, it doesn't look odd or like super haunted you know dripping in blood or like anything crazy yeah <laughs> um so it had originally been owned by um a survivor of the, the hulk cat. i was like what the fuck was that that's <laughs> the cat okay. <laughs> um it had belonged to um a survivor of the holocaust in poland okay. and her name was havela um, I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but, um, she basically went and escaped to Spain and okay. that's where she bought the Dybbuk box. Sure. Um, and she immigrated to the U.S. Okay. And, um, yeah, so she kind of just lived there, had it, the, um, granddaughter had the Dybbuk box and like shit was going crazy. Um. So weird things were happening for this family? Yes. Okay. It, it kind of just started and they didn't know why, um, so... The estate sale, she's like, get the fuck rid of this stuff. Like, okay, so it goes fine. away. Um, nobody had ever opened it. Like, it just mm. gave him a bad feeling not opening it. Um, so, Manis, Kevin Manis, buys it. Okay. And opens it, right? No. Mm. <laughs> not good. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention, too, they never opened it because the grandmother who immigrated here said nobody touch it there's a dybbuk inside so she obviously so she knew, knew was something was wrong with. right okay. um sorry i left that part out um oh, sorry. so manis gets it gets really curious and he's like i'll open it <laughs> um so what was inside he found two pennies from 1920s okay okay not you know Meh. too anything crazy right mm-hmm. um also found a small little statue um, and it was engraved Ooh, no, um, <laughs> with the Hebrew word shalom, which translates to, like, peace and harmony. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting. I It also can mean hello and goodbye. Okay. But you know what makes me, like, it never clicked until kind of, like, just a second ago? Yeah. Hello and goodbye, like, on a Ouija board. Ooh, Ooh, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Okay. That's, I just kind of, it kind of just clicked, like, that's interesting. Yeah. Um... There was a golden wine goblet. Okay. A dried rosebud. Okay. Um, a candle holder, and it's said to have like octopus shaped legs. Sure. And <laughs> cat. crazy cat behind <laughs> us. <laughs> um, and so like those things are kind of like I don't know typical like little trinkets in there. Yeah. Um, you know what else is in there? What? Two lockets of hair. Ooh, that's blonde not- hair and black hair, and they were tied in cord. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Okay. So he opens it and it's kind of just like, huh? <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And starting the night after he opened it, he started having just horrific, very vivid, nasty dreams. dreams of like this old, like haggard woman that just was nasty looking and just he was terrified. And yeah. anybody that stayed the night at his house, like he never said anything about it, but they were just like, man, like had the like like, worst dream, and it was, like, this old woman, and, like, it was very repetitive that anybody that stayed in his house was affected by this. Mm. Um, so what does he decide to do? I don't think it was in ill faith, but he gives the gift to his, he gives it as a gift to his mom. Ooh. Thanks. <laughs> <His> mom. <laughs> he gave it to her on October 31st. 
Halloween. Okay, so this is kind of like a perfect storm. Probably not wise. Um, yeah, so it's kind of gone back and forth after that. Um, oh, mom, the, the point of telling you that was mom suffered a stroke after getting oh, this. Oh, I did remember reading she, that. Yeah, she had wow. a stroke after she gave, like, thanks, son. Like, yeah, thank thanks for that. For... Um, yeah. So they sell it on eBay. It goes back and forth. Everybody that owns it, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people said it smells either, it's like one extreme to the next, like cat urine. Oh, Lord, that's our house. Or, <laughs> or jasmine flowers. So really good, or just like really good, not or really so bad. Good. Um, almost everybody reports horrific dreams. Okay. Um, and anybody that has it has a lot of health problems, Ooh. like coughing. One guy said his hair was falling out. Oh my god. Um, covered in hives, oh. head to toe welts. Um, a lot of people Jeez. coughing up blood, like just pretty like Damn. nasty, like visceral reactions. Reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, a guy named Jason Hexton um, had been kind of following it everywhere because it kind of, it, apparently it was pretty popular on eBay, bouncing oh, sure. back and forth to yeah. owners. Um, so, he was just like, all right, I'm going to buy it. And he brings it to um, a couple rabbis, and apparently he got them to reseal it. Like, okay. it's Put good, it it's in there. Um, but they were all coughing and choking. And, like, it was hard. It was like a difficult Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just like... Do to do done. Yeah. Um. So he buries this box and tells nobody. Like people, are like, where is it? Like I want to buy it or I want to see it. I want to. Yeah. Just he's like, like, nah. I'm like, not. And it was not. in like a military grade box that he buried it in. <laughs> like it's sealed and it's underground, far sure. away. Um. And then he just. I think it's kind of like the um the black hen planchette yeah. where it's just like I've had enough. Like I just don't want it here anymore. I want to get rid of it entirely. Yep. Um so he digs it back up and Oof. um he donates it to Zach Baggins um to display in his museum. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I have heard I know a lot of people have been to the museum. Where is it, do you know? Um I don't. Google. Start Googling. <laughs> I think somewhere out west. I think like Arizona, New Mexico. Mm. I don't I don't really remember. Okay. But I, I've seen a lot of people that have gone out there, so I, I don't know if I don't know if I would go. It's Vegas. Vegas, okay. Well, I do like Vegas. I do. <laughs> we may go. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Ooh, that one's yeah. I also remember reading when about the Divic box is that after his mom had the stroke, mm-hmm. he went to the hospital to visit her. And she hadn't regained the ability to speak yet, but yeah. she could write, like, shakily. Yeah. And he handed her, like, she wanted to write something, so he gave her, like, a piece of paper, and she wrote gift. Ooh. Like, she apparently thought it had something very much to do with, with the, the dip- well, being yeah. the box. Yeah. But, the, like, she, you know, she couldn't even talk, and she knew exactly what, what it was. was. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh... Ooh. It's interesting. Like, in your opinion, what about these haunted... What scares you about them? How they can physically, like, I feel like I've seen, like, like, I know in the house, my house in Maine, yeah, that we've been, like, I see shadow figures all the time in there, like, and it's, like, I'm like, someone just walked across there, like, I see it, I've told you about, like, and it's not scary, I'm never, I'm never scared by it, it's just, just like, kind of weird, but I feel like, I've never been, like, physically affected, and I feel like if my hair started falling out, or, like, you know, I have a stroke or something, and, like, you just knew it was from something specific, I just... I would never, like, touch, like, these traveling, you know, things. Yeah, I would never touch I them. I would never. Either. I'd have my bubble around and just be respectful. and. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think for me, it's, like, it's kind of a double-edged sword because with spirits and things, 
the scare factors that you can't see them and you're always kind of looking out of the corner of your eye. Mm -hmm. I think the thing with haunted objects is that you can see them. It's right there. (laughs) So it's like there is a visual confirmation of something bad, something Mm -hmm. that's going, could affect my health, could affect my life. Yeah. And I can see it. Like, yeah, it's right there. I think that's kind of, in my opinion, like the scare factor with haunted objects. It's what makes them so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man, those are some good ones. Good job. High five. Hey. And we were not horrifically hacking. (laughs) You know, well, not, well, yeah, hacking. High five for that. (laughs) That took a long time yesterday to to get through, but we only had one disturbance from the cat. Everybody else has been pretty quiet. Yeah, I think he he got out of here, so I think we're good. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm glad we got it done. Yeah. And, you know, record time, and everyone everyone got through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting close to. What's well, noontime? Yeah. It's time to start looking for lunch for, for football. Exactly. Almost one. Fair enough. <laughs> well, let's go ahead, clean house, and we can go have chicken soup. I'm going to toss that over to you. <laughs> okay. Remember, go see Caitlin on Facebook, <laughs> Ghoul Friends Podcast. On Instagram, you can find us at Ghoul Friends Podcast. Twitter, you can find us at Ghoul underscore Friends. <laughs> and if you want to email us, it's ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. So, any final words? Um, final thoughts? Go Pats next week. (laughs) Go Pats next week. (laughs) All right. Well, in the meantime, stay warm, stay safe, and remember I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your ghoul friends. (laughs) 